The combine gets started tomorrow. We're ready to break it all down tonight. Coming up next on the Draft Countdown Podcast. tonight's edition of the draft countdown podcast i'm your co-host brian bosars joined as always by my co-host shane p hallam shane we are 56 days 22 hours 58 minutes and 30 seconds away from the 2024 nfl draft it's combine week combines here and that's what we're focused on today that's kind of you know we have the pro days but kind of the last big one time event uh, for us before the draft to really, really get into this, really get rolling. So I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait for the next couple of days. Yeah, it's uh, everything gets started, I believe, at uh, 3 Eastern tomorrow with the uh, defensive line and so linebackers tomorrow, I believe. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, defensive line linebackers. So, yeah, we're ready to go. Uh, if you're following along in the chat, you got a question, drop it on in there. We'll answer it at the end of the show. If you're following on Twitter, Send us a question there. We'll answer it at the end of the show. Or if you're a member of our Discord, you can ask a question there. If you're not a member of our Discord, you would like to be, go to draftcountdown.com. Top right corner of the search bar, there is a link to join the Discord, and we'll talk all things combine in there tomorrow and over through the weekend uh, uh, as it starts Thursday through Sunday. So we're, we're ready to go, and uh, we're pumped. Chris Ratley's pumped. I'm pumped. Yes. We're all pumped. So uh, – Combine week is here. Senior Bowl replays on the television on NFL Network. We are jacked. Jacked. That's right. Finally, we got somebody in here who gets it, Shane. Yeah, well, um, you got someone in the chat that giving you Bengals love for those that aren't watching today. on YouTube. That's right. Uh, Brian's Brad's in here. He's ready to go, too, man. So uh, let's, let's get this uh, started tonight. And um, But first uh, – I thought it was done. I spelled realignment wrong, but that's okay. We won't worry about that. Uh, I thought it was over, but hey, UMass, baby, is on the move, Shane, heading to the MAC. Yeah, look, look uh, I think it's good for UMass. They, they've had some good players. They're a tough team. The MAC is, as they've talked about, a little desperate. They can't really find a TV deal right now. Uh, so, the, you know, another market, the, the better chance, perhaps, of that. Plus, I mean, it kind of gives a natural, somewhat northeastern rivalry with Buffalo, right? Gives them somebody to pair up with. Uh, but yeah, that's not, of course, that's not the real college football news that everybody's talking about today. Uh, I thought we had settled on a 12 team playoff, Shane. 
Apparently, we have not. <laughs> As uh, they are gathering right now to vote on another proposal, expanding it to 14. 12 felt like a good number. Everything matched up. Now we're just going to jack it all up with 14. And uh, But under this uh, agreement that they're planning to vote on, we automatically get three teams from the Big Ten, three teams from the SEC, two from the Big 12 and ACC, uh, one group of five school, and then three at large, which will be Big Ten and SEC schools. And, and, and Notre Dame, if uh, mm-hmm. they're in the top 14, they get an automatic bid. So you got to have Notre Dame in there, right? Got to, yeah. right. So we can't have that. We can't have forced them into a conference or anything that makes sense. Notre Dame. I, you know, I, I don't hate it. I like, I, I like that it gives those big conferences that are becoming these mega conferences, you know, a, a little more, you get a little more oomph, right? If you lose, if you're Penn state this past year, you lost to Michigan, you lost to Ohio state, you, 12 teams, you're out. You're, you're gone pretty much. Right. Um, this would get that third team in for the Big Ten for the SEC um, for sure. And you can have a, a bad loss or two and it's not going to necessarily kill you. Um, I also like having just just the one buy kind of on each, you know, two buys, I guess, essentially the top two teams would have a buy. So it kind of gives a throwback to the top two, the best two teams have a little more advantage, uh, which I, I like, you know, I like as well. They're not even trying to hide the NFLness of their NFLness of their uh, intent anymore. Um, I my main problem here is given the second auto bid to the ACC and the Big Twelve because who was the who would have been the second best team from the ACC this year that would be in this college football playoff automatically now? Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess Louisville, it would have been. Clemson, right? No, Clemson had like they were like eight and four. Yeah, I guess it would have had Louisville. And yeah, it would have had to be. I guess it would have had to been Louisville because you know, so lost. Yeah, I mean that's fine. I mean it's probably fair. I don't know. I I don't know. You 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 just sold it to me better if you just said five at large teams. But but I don't think you can do. That's why I'm surprised this has momentum because I'm the ACC and the Big Twelve. This is me saying, yes, we are subpar to the Big Ten and, and SEC, right? I mean, that's literally what you're saying. If you only get two and they get three, that you're they're, never better well, than them. They see the writing on the wall. The ACC is trying to survive at this point. I, yeah, I guess it's fair. But, like, yeah. this is yeah, not they, it. They're going to take what they can get. And the Big 12, at this point, you're losing your two marquee teams. So now you're going to get two probably – Teams maybe ranked in the top 20, maybe. I, I don't know. I, I think the SEC, I don't know why the SEC and Big 12 would, uh, Big 10 would go for this when if they go even, you know, they're going to get all of them. Yeah, yeah. well, then that's, that's fine. fine. I mean, then, then they get four or five teams. I don't think they would get more than that in a 12 team playoff. You're not going to get no, more than four teams in, in. in. a 12 team playoff, they're getting four each. Right. Uh, so they're probably getting at least that. In this playoff, maybe five, uh, maybe so. Yeah, I don't know. I think we're heading to the path where they're the only two conferences anyway, so it really doesn't matter, right? But that, um, like, this, this would be fun, you know. Hopefully, they have time to tweak the the new uh, college football video game before it comes out to 
Whatever they the did say that was one of the things, right? That they were going to let the uh, playoff and uh, stuff be adjustable, I guess, or like you could change all oh, that. Any customized woman, so um, but yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't mind this. I like the difference between 12 and 14, I think, is minimal, and I'm just for more games. That's what I'm always about. Like, whatever the logistics for the schools and the players might not be the right thing for me. I can get to watch a prospect in an extra game that I wouldn't have otherwise watched. I'm in. Maybe if they expanded to the size of the FCS playoff, South Carolina may have a, you know, nuclear uh, cockroach survival chance of actually making the college football playoff one year. Yeah, well, let's say this. This makes more players play in the bowl game, right? I mean, this is an extra game that more that players will play in and not opt out of. Right. So and I, I whole- think that's a huge piece of it. There's a whole lot of changes. Like we could talk about college football. We don't have time for tonight, but like they're, they're changing the recruiting calendar around again. Uh, recruiting doesn't matter anymore. It just doesn't. Sorry. The portal matters. is all that matters now. No, that's, that's not true. Outside of 10 teams in college football, the portal is all that matters. I mean, look, it, it, yes, but we're, we're going to hit, we're going to hit the cliff. Of the COVID year, we're going to hit that cliff soon. That portal's still going to be hopping, but you're not going to have old seven-year guys that you can just fill in with anymore. You know, you can just pop in the seven-eighth-year quarterback uh, in the transfer portal. You still, you still have to recruit. If you have a recruit that's that ends up really good, like that's big for your team. You know, it's it's still worthwhile. Yeah, but then you got to. Hope they stay. Then you got to keep them right. Right. So, all right. Let's move on to the combine. Uh, that's what everybody who's watching this is here for tonight. Um, and we're going to, our plan tonight is to go position by position here um, and kind of just give our take on what we're expecting to see at the combine. We'll, we'll notate any players that we know for sure are not going to work out. Uh, and we'll talk about some players we expect to have a chance to shine uh, more than anybody uh, else at those positions. So let's start as we have to with the quarterbacks. And um, this is basically the senior bowl invitational now um, at the quarterback position at the combine outside of JJ McCarthy, who we'll get to in a second, but we get no Caleb Williams from Southern Cal, no Drake May from North Carolina, no Jaden Daniels from LSU. Uh, throwing or working out at the combine. So uh, that, to me, really puts a shine here on uh, Michigan's J.J. McCarthy, right? He has the now best chance, I think, to – because he's the only one we haven't seen, right, at an all-star game. Right, That that that's going to throw um, – I, I think J.J. McCarthy is going to kill it at the combine. I think – he is going to come out of this with that huge stock up arrow rightfully. So I have been had to go back and kind of extensively watch this tape. I've been writing a, a fantasy uh, scouting report for draft sharks on him. And uh, I've, I've turned around, Brian, I've turned around on JJ McCarthy. Uh, I, I think he is deserving of a top 10 pick. I think the lack of passing that he, he did, you know, there's a lot of development mentally he still has to do. But, like, man, the skill set's there and the, the throws are there. 
Uh, I think the combine's perfect for him, like it was for CJ Stroud last year, where it's going to be, you know, very easy for McCarthy, especially without those top three throwing, to look head and shoulders more impressive than any other quarterback. And uh, you know, he, his his technique, his arm, the release, the footwork is all there. So I think you know that's that's really what the combine was. That's why Stroud was so much better than Anthony Richardson because he had the the technique and the footwork and the and the quick release. That's what McCarthy has, I think, over these other quarterbacks. I'm glad you just brought up uh, Stroud Richardson because it just dawned on me that JJ McCarthy will throw back to back. In theory, here I don't know how they're splitting them up, but. Um, if they're in the same group, he'll be throwing back to back with Joe Milton, who has that Anthony Richardson arm, right? But that's about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you saw Joe Milton throw enough at the Senior Bowl to know uh, he's not. He's even get, getting close to Anthony Richardson. How even how he looked at the combine, which was slightly above average. I, I, I don't know if you've heard, but a former uh, scout for the New York Jets is in love with Joe Milton and thinks he's a top five. Well, he's not his top quarterback. So, you know, that's, that's. I I'm, I, I hate the fact that who he has is his top. <laughs> it really makes me, it, it, it hurts my soul a little bit. Uh, oh. But, but his top quarterback is Spencer Rattler. And I, he's another one I think has a chance to, uh, to, to uh, have a good day here uh, when he gets to throw on Saturday. I think it's going to be important. He had the good senior bowl week. Rattler played well down in Mobile. If he can string together a really nice combine performance, then you start talking about Rattler as that round three quarterback with upside as we have teams that want to take a shot on on a quarterback that has the arm talent that Spencer Rattler does. So I think this is important. I'm, I'm, you know, I still haven't been quite as sold. On Rattler, obviously, as you have, but uh, you know, I'm starting to come around a little more. Um, but once again, you know, I think this is pretty crucial for him. I don't know if you agree. I think this is pretty crucial for him. If Rattler comes out and lays an egg at the combine, then we're like, yeah, okay, he's, he's and then guy, you start. Right? You, you, he kind of flushes the goodwill that he picked up during Senior Bowl week, right? If he comes out and stinks it up at the combine. Um, I, I don't know how well he's going to test. I think he's going to run well. Uh, I, I don't know how much of the other stuff he's going to do, but I think he'll run in the four six low, low four six uh, range. One quarterback, and I'll let you if you have somebody else. One quarterback that I think has a chance to maybe get some buzz going as him as a late round guy after the combine is Western Kentucky's Austin Reed. Guy I've been a fan of since, you know, I come across him at UWF at the Division II level before he transferred up because, it you know, he, he had generated some buzz then. Been, in, been with the Hilltoppers a couple seasons now. Put up big numbers there. Uh, he's got a good arm, decent athlete. He's an older prospect, I believe. But uh, Austin Reed, I think, has a chance to maybe, you know, and I, I, I'm just assuming he's going to be one of the arm, the, the, the throwing quarterbacks. Oh yeah, I, I am with you. I think Reed has a, a good chance. Um, once again, just an accurate passer. Uh, I think you know the guys without the big arms is kind of okay at the combine. You might not be able to hit the nine route, uh, but what I love about the combine, and I know people always kind of dog it with the quarterbacks throwing, is you get to see them literally throw an entire route tree 
and, and I don't care if they're they're on, you know, hitting the receiver every time. It's the different receivers they have practice with. But you get to see them throw every every route. I think Reed can really he has the ability to hit a lot of different routes in some of that short to intermediate area. I think he could look good. Um so no, I, I don't have too much else. I mean, we talked we talked Joe Milton a little bit. Uh, Tommy's asking in the chat, like, I, I mean, Milton's got a big arm. I think he's going to be physically impressive. He's going to run a really fast forty time. He's going to have a great raz. I don't think Joe Milton's going to go throw and we're going to be like, wow, you know, we were wrong. Um, I think I think we saw what we needed to see at the Senior Bowl, and then past that, I, you know, Sam Hartman. I don't think he's going to throw very well. Devin Leary, Keen Slovis, like. Michael Pratt's really the only other guy that I think could come out and be impressive. I assume Jordan Travis isn't doing much of anything. So uh, that, that's Pratt's the only other one that I think could maybe redeem himself a little bit from the season. Yeah. 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 I, I, Pratt, I was going to, I was going to say that down, a down coming off a down senior bowl. The rest of the guys I think are, I mean, we didn't mention Bo Nix. I, I, I presume he's going to do everything. Yeah. I think Nix and Penix, it seems like they are. So. So I think uh, that's fair. What will you? What will we rate the position in this year's draft class? Kind of mid, I guess. I think I think it's good. Uh, I, I think just, it's, okay. I think it's a really good year, right? I mean, we're talking four potential top ten guys. You're you've got two pretty firm early day two players, yeah. And then now for, you have Rattler in the third. I mean, if we have seven, seven top one hundred picks, I mean that's an insane quarterback class, to yeah. be honest. And and didn't somebody bring it up that we could see, but or was it you uh, was talking about it the other day? Maybe it might have been somebody, it might have been Paul. I can't remember who it was. That basically was like this is now a chance to get a cheap quality backup, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I tweeted about. Yeah. You know, I took Mike Clay's statistic of only eight teams had a quarterback start every game this year. In the 17 right. game season, it's just getting teams need to might start spending day two picks on backups. If they're really good, I can trade them, and if I can develop them into being a solid backup, it can win me a couple late games, win me a playoff game. I mean, that's going to be crucially important for a lot of these teams. I think this is where, and we can talk about this another day, where the UFL needs to shine. We need to develop these guys that they can sign into training camp and be a quality backup. Um, some of these guys could end up developing there down the road. Yeah. Um, crap. Uh, uh, let's move on to the running backs now. And I don't know of anybody that is, that is publicly announced they're not going to work out. I don't think anyone's not working out because of choice. You know, I think it's right. injury or that's the only reason not to work out at least somewhat. Um, are we in agreement the fastest 40 coming out of this group is going to be Jalen Wright from Tennessee? Yeah, I, I think I had him. Um, I think I had him up there. I think I had him tied for second. So I think, I think Bucky Irving from Oregon has a chance. Um and I think Rasheen Ali's a sleeper, but I think Wright Ali's probably not gonna run, right? Because I, I would assume I would assume not. Not I haven't heard I've, 
I mean, I, I can't haven't heard see him. How would he get? I can't see him being able to get down in a stance with a ruptured uh, bicep, right? So, ah, come on, he can I, run with that, right? I presume he's not going to work okay. out. If that's the case, then yeah, I think it's between Jalen Wright and, and Bucky Irving, and Irving might be one of those guys that's better at the shuttle stuff, even than the forty. So. If if they any of these guys do the shuttles, this was a thing last year, and with like the shuttle, like like a lot of people just didn't even do them um, because of the timing. Because the NFL decided this needed to be a made-for-TV event, and so they do the shuttles at the end of the night, and everybody's like, "Dude, I've been up since six o'clock this morning, getting poked and prodded and everything else. I'm not going out there and running a running a three cone, you know, like." And I totally get it. Right. What what I don't get is no one's watching the three cone on NFL network. You know what I mean? Like no one run the run the three cone the day before. Like like no one's gonna watch the running backs run the three cone or care about the three cone on the general public, you know. We would watch it. Oh right, right. I mean that'd be great. But like do it, do it you could still split it up. But have the the big, you know, have the jumps, have the forty, have the big stuff in the prime time slot, and then we'll just sprinkle in. You could do a couple of the other ones early, you know, the day before, that no one's gonna actually watch. So like now they do the bench press the day after, like they do the bench press right, the which day is smart. after. But just that, that why not? Why can't we do the the the, the three the day yeah. after? I mean, it's a different location, I guess, but still. How hard would it be to set up three cones? Well, the, the bench is inside, so you'd have to have a second location for the... Uh, don't the Colts have a practice facility? We ah, yeah, I'm sure, I, uh, I'm sure it wouldn't be that hard. We, we, we're getting off. Isaac yeah. Windows, another one that I think has a chance to run really fast from Louisville. I I I don't buy it. I don't, don't see it. Don't I don't see it. I don't see the four four low four fours from him uh, from a... a, a Straight forty. He's going to come in pretty big too. That would be a, a so. really impressive Raz. If um, anybody, anybody else you looking forward to out of the running back group? I, I'm looking oh, forward to a lot. Like than all of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to. I think I think Dylan Lobby. I, you know, I want to see um, what he does in the forty and some of the drills. You know, had one of the highest GPSs at Mobile at the Senior Bowl. Is that going to translate to a mid four four time? If so, then he's looking at that round four possibility. I also love the combine, and I say it every year. I love the combine for the drills. You get the numbers, they're great. But the running backs especially, getting to see them catch the football back-to-back-to-back, same same passes is important. You know, I want to see how does Braylon Allen catch the football. I want to see, you know, how how that compares to a Jalen Wright and a Bucky Irving, right, who, who are really good at this. Um, uh, probably another running back that I've circled is, is Audrey Gestime from Notre Dame is kind of getting a lot of buzz and love right now. Is, is that going to translate at the combine? Uh, is he going to look fluid in the drills or look stiff? I think that's an important thing to look at as well. A couple of guys I have circled kind of interested to see how their workout goes is, um, Will Shipley Clemson. Is one I'm, I'm kind of interested to see, and uh, Braylon Allen from Wisconsin. Um, we haven't mentioned Trey Benson from Florida State, who I have as my running back one, but it's like that right now, running back is so fluid 
in my rankings that I, I have no idea. Ten could end up being one by the time we get to the end of this process. I think Braylon Allen's going to absolutely dominate. Like, I think he's going to come in in the 220s, run four or five flat, and look good doing it. He's going to be rocked up. Like, I I think this is where he excels, right? He's not going to do the, the three cone. I'll tell you, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure we ever get a three cone from him because uh, that's going to be the, the negative. But I think we get everything else, and I think it's going to be nine something res. Shane's so calling think, a shot. Prediction: Braylon Allen plus Raz. He's he's been my RB RB one for a while, and I I think this is where it's going to come back around to people putting him up there. All right, let's move on to the Debbie Downer section here of uh, the uh, combine talk, and that's the wide receivers. Where we got word the other day that. Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver, Ohio State, projected top five pick, number one wide receiver by pretty much everybody. Um, not going to work out, not only at the combine. Dude is just shit canning the pro day, too. He has no desire to, uh, to, to do the workouts at all here. Well, and that's the thing is it's one thing to skip the combine. It's another to not say i'm not going to a pro day i'm not you know i might show up and and 100 healthy too 100 so. healthy no problems um i think it's smart i you know it, we we know that his draft stock's not getting hurt by this right and you, you talk about it all the time teams skipping the senior bowl game or not playing in a bowl game it does not hurt them why would they not you know why, why wouldn't they make that choice and Marvin Harrison Jr. is not going to fall in the draft. He's not going to become wide receiver two because Malik Neighbors runs a good 40 time in his pro day. It's not changing anything. I think it's smart if you're not going to run at the combine, you're locked into a top five pick. I think it's smart not to do anything because how much time is Malik Neighbors taking to train for every single one of these drills, right? Months. Marvin Harrison is not training one bit for any of these drills. Instead, He's working with former NFL coaches, wide receiver coaches to get better as a receiver. And if that gives him a heads up when he gets to the NFL, gives him a leg up and being a better rookie receiver, winning rookie of the year, was that not a better choice for his long-term financial future? I mean, if he he's getting months of training that these, every other receiver in the draft is not getting for his NFL career. If it's not going to hurt you, it's not a bad idea. We talked a little bit about it all fair, and I said, hold on, I have kind of wanted to go off on a bigger point here. As of right now, Marvin Harrison Jr. is the only player that's formally announced without injury or anything. I'm skipping the combine. I'm skipping my pro day. No, no Raz for me is what Marvin Harrison Jr. is saying. So far, he's the only one. He won't be the only one, but – He's the only one to publicly announce it. I said this could become a trend, and you're like, well, it's only the elite of the elite that's doing it right now. And you're right. But remember, let's go back to whatever year this however, I don't remember when, what year this was, with uh, Christian McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette. They were the first two to sit out a bowl game, opt out of the bowl game. They both went in the top eight no punishment or whatever. 
Then it became, and they were the elite of the elite that year, right? Uh, as well, at their position anyway, at running backs. Then it became more and then more. And then now it's just commonplace, right? Everybody sits out the bowl game if they're not in the college football playoff, pretty much if you're a draft eligible player, uh, for the most part, 80, 70% of these guys probably. So now they're no longer the, we got undrafted guys opting out of the bowl game now. So I guess because this snowball into a trend where everybody just starts opting out of all this stuff and just screw it, draft me. You saw the tape. It could. Oh, look, I, I can't say that it couldn't. I can't say, no, you're wrong. It definitely won't happen. Um, like it, this is, this could be how it starts and it becomes a trend. I think there's a lot more benefit to working out than playing in a bowl game, meaningless bowl game, right? You know, if it, if, uh, you know, I think even the bowl game thing, you know, a national championship is a national championship. I get it. But like if the playoff game, I think, I think players would sit out of, a, of the playoff game if it was beneficial. But playing in a meaningful game against top competition is helpful to their draft stock. I think running a 40, doing these drills at this point is still beneficial enough if you're not a top player to improve your stock and, and potentially make millions more dollars. So I think that's the difference. So I'm, I'm not there, but I can't say no. I can't say it won't happen because, you know, we've seen stranger things. And uh, I think there could be, you know, there could be certain agents that are like, you know, I think what gets me too is we've seen a lot of guys like suck at the combine, right? It's happened. And I was like, why are they running? I think maybe that's what we start seeing is what's happening in training makes the decision. And now it becomes easier to be like, nah, we're not doing anything, you know? Um, or, or even if the pro date isn't looking good, like, yeah, we're not doing that either. Maybe it gives an out for some of those type of players. Uh, so I, I'm not there, but it wouldn't surprise me in five years if, if we are talking more about him. You're going to put poor Kent out of business. Yeah. No, <laughs> if this I, becomes a thing. Yeah. I, I Honestly, probably the biggest factor to that is the GPS tracking now in, yeah. in games. Their, their teams are going to prefer that. I think they already prefer it a little bit more, but have that backlog of data on the 40-yard dash that it helps to have that number. Um, so I think it makes that unnecessary. And, you know, it could be the 40 that, that dies before some of these other drills, to be honest. Yeah. Maybe we just end up with position drills, right? And the athletic testing just, just goes away. I, I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, back to the wide receivers here. We mentioned Malik Neighbors. Um, not going to work out. I mean, so we're looking at five of the top ten picks minimum here, not going to work out at the combine um, with the three quarterbacks we mentioned earlier. Uh, one wide receiver who is going to work out is Washington's Roma Dunze, and I think he's going to have a pretty good Saturday. Yeah, I, Roma Dunze should really establish himself as the wide receiver three with a big-time workout and good size. I think he's – He's going to be probably the best Raz receiver, I would say, that works out at the combine. I don't know if you agree. Because he has the size. I think guys, some guys are going to be faster, more athletic, but not 
but he's going to be 40, 30, 40 pounds bigger than those guys in some cases. I got a few names circled who I think need good workouts um, to, to bump them up a little bit. Um, Brian Thomas Jr., LSU, I think is in that late 10 spots in the first round mix right now. Maybe top 20. I don't see it right now. But Brian Thomas Jr., I think, needs a good day. Uh, Adonai Mitchell, Texas, is another one because of the size. I think uh, I like. I want to see his numbers. And where did he go? Of those two, and uh, Tez Walker, North Carolina. The Senior Bowl was not – the week was, I don't think, very kind to him uh, from our perspective anyway. Um, so, see what his kind of number. I know he's probably going to run fast. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I my forty time prediction article. I think I had him at a four four two, which would be pretty good. I'll I'll say kind of in line with uh, with you, Brian. I think Keon Coleman needs a big yes. day, right? Yes. If he wants to be a first round pick, I think he's in that. Adonai Mitchell, you know, is are they first round pick? Are they not? Because I think someone like Troy Franklin from Oregon is going to have a great day, and so I think Keon Coleman from Florida State has to match that. Um, so I think that's another must. And and uh, you know, again, intriguing guy. I guess jo- Johnny Wilson from Florida State as well has that size. Is he a tight end? Is he a receiver? I think we really get the lowdown on. Uh, he should be pretty fast for his size, is what I'm hearing. Like low four or five, four or five two. That would be pretty impressive for a guy. That's we'll see what he comes in at. Pushing two thirty, two forty um, would be pretty good. If we get three cones. On these guys, who do you think is going to have the best one? Oh, that's that's tough. I I, I like. Um, oh man, I guess I would probably go Lad McConkey. I think McConkey's up there. I think Roman Wilson's up there from Michigan. You know, McConkey from Georgia. Uh, I think Jacob Jacob Callum from Arizona maybe is a sneaky. Roman Wilson, I, 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 we didn't, we didn't talk enough about him. I, I don't think we talked enough about him during Senior Bowl no. uh, stuff either. Uh, he could blow this thing up Saturday, right? I think it's going to squarely be in the four threes, forty wise. Yeah. I think everything else is going to be phenomenal. Yeah, I, I, I think we're going to be. I think he's going to be high nine, sitting to Raz probably. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, I think he'll be in in the green at the very least. Um, yeah, sneaky guys, Brendan Rice from Southern Cal. I think he's gonna run in the four, four, four flat area. Uh, Anthony Gold from Oregon State, all, so fast, all speed, you know, but him, him and Xavier Worthy gonna run really fast. They're 170 pounds soaking wet, right? Helps, right. uh, to do that. Uh, and I, I think Bub Means from Pitt is gonna be one of those guys, like, whoa, you know, the, the workout's really good. We haven't talked about him at all. Who's this guy? I think he's going to be that. that he player. was on the freaks list, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think he was this past yeah. year. Um, last guy, because I have to mention him, I think he, he needs a good workout, uh, is Leggett, Xavier Leggett, South Carolina. Yes. What, what, what's, your, what's, your, what's your 40 prediction for Xavier Leggett? On, on Leggett? Yeah. I, I had trouble. I, I was torn on what to where to put him at in my article. I'm I'm gonna say four five one. 
Okay, I had four four nine, so we're we're in the same boat. We're close. Yeah. Um, and and Devon uh, Vele from Utah. Am I saying that correctly? The receiver is the oldest combine invite in NFL history. How old is this cat? Uh, pr- pretty pretty old. So he let's see. How he many, was he turned eighteen. Up? He turned eighteen in twenty fifteen. So that was nine years ago. He's twenty six, twenty seven. Wait, no, that can't be right, man. Because Brandon Wheaton would have had to have been at the combine, right? Or Chris Winkie. How I, I, I don't think Brandon Wheaton was was. That old was he? He was like twenty eight, right? And Chris Winkie was that old. Maybe yeah. uh, Brandon Whedon was twenty eight when he was selected. So yeah. I, I think Feely's twenty eight. Then because he turned would turn twenty eight in twenty twenty. Can't maybe, maybe maybe it's oldest receiver then. But that, that's, that's got that's to that's be a super old. athlete, right? If you're I drafting a so. guy that's twenty eight years old, what's it's that breakout crazy. age, right? Yeah. Jeez, that's wild, wild. I, I didn't, I didn't even know that, and I saw, I saw someone tweet about it. Um, that's interesting. All right, let's uh, quickly talk about tight ends here, because um, there's we've we've talked about this. I, I, I'm gonna be honest. I think the most important thing for this combine is going to be the or for at the tight end group is the measurements for Brock Bowers. Yes or no. But yeah, that'll be the most talked about piece of the tight ends. How 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 tall and how big is Brock Bowers? Yeah, I don't think it matters, but I, I don't think it matters either. But it's going to be a thing if he comes in under six, six foot two, right? Which I think he is. Yeah, I, I I think he will. I think as long as he comes in, doesn't come in under six one, I think we're good. Yeah, I, think I it's, mean it's. Okay. it's I but, mean it's interesting because Jaheim Bell measured at senior ball at six one, like, but he was two forty. And I, I think Bowers is going to end up being about that, probably six one two. I think you're going to have very similar size profiles, but one is a way better player. He he's not running, right? I mean, there's no way Bowers is going. Bowers run. is. I don't know. He has. I don't said, think so. But probably not. He's going to beef up the weight and not run, and then run at the pro day. Down yeah. lower back down for the pro day. Uh, any other tight end? JT Sanders, Texas, right? Um, we're we gonna if we get a workout from him, I think that's super important yeah, because um, he's he's firmly tight in two right now for everybody else. For everybody, I think. Um, the question so, is if if JT Sanders can get in the first round, I think that's more the question. Maybe so. A good, good workout can get him there. And as we talked about last week with Kent, if 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 the Raz ain't green. Don't know. There's no point. Yeah, at, le- at least not red. You know, uh, if you get a red res, you're 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 out. You're done. End. You're, you're not done. catching passes at least. Yep. All right. Let's move on over to the offensive linemen. Um, where despite having tightrope surgery this year, we're going to see Amarius Mims work out for Georgia. That's going to be huge for a guy who what has eight career collegiate starts. Yeah. So. A lot of a lot of uh, there's a lot a lot of players in this draft that don't have a ton of experience. Mims is one 
That's definitely up. Tyler Guyton, another one from Oklahoma, this offensive line class. Uh, so the workouts become more important that you see that potential with Mims and Guyton. Um, I, I'm curious if we're going to see some Graham Barton workouts. Uh, injury kept him out of the senior bowl. We'll see if he works out. Um, that senior bowl group has a chance to be really impressive here um, from the combine. All those guys we talked about during that week. Um, guys that we didn't talk about from senior bowl week that are very curious for me as a fan of a team who's staring offensive tackle directly in the face at pick 18. It's a guy like J.C. Latham from Alabama. How big is he going to be, right? He was like, our listed weight. We had him at, what, 365? I mean, there's no way he's coming into combine that heavy, right? I, I can't imagine that he's coming into combine that heavy. He probably has been losing that weight through the season. So, uh, yeah, I think Latham – I think everything for Latham is going to be important. I mean, he could establish himself as – offensive tackle three and maybe get himself into a top conversation or work himself out of the first round. I, I think there's a wide range of possibilities for some of these second tier offensive tackles. Um, is in, I, I, I'm guessing in your opinion, the answer is no, but is there still like, is there anything that can happen on Sunday when the offensive linemen work out to like, like, is there anything Olu Fashanu can do to pass Joe Alt on your board? I I don't, I don't think so. I mean, maybe if the drills are really bad for Alt, really good for Fashanu. Like, I, that's what I like about the O lineman. I like the drills. I like seeing the feet. I like seeing the change of direction. It's probably the position I gain the most in from the combine drills. Uh, is offensive line because you can really see the kick slides. You, can, you know, back to back to back. It, it's great. Um, I don't think so. I mean, uh, like I said, I think Fashan is closer to offensive tackle three than he is to offensive tackle one uh, right now. Talk to me about Blake Fisher, the other offensive tackle from Notre Dame. He's a, he's a guy I've, I've seen bandied about that I, I need to dig a little bit deeper in. So he's the right tackle. Uh, I thought he was, as a freshman, was excellent, was you know top 20 caliber player. He got slightly worse every single season. Which is concerning. That's not um, that's not encouraging at all. Not, not encouraging. Like I don't think he was bad, right? But you know, I think he played his best early, whereas like all also played great and then got better. Um, you know, Fisher, big, big guy. Uh, I don't think he's a great mover, but has a lot of that hand and footwork. I think he's gonna do good in some of the drills with the with the bags and the punching, and then we'll see how his feet go. I had him in the five, two, seven, forty, not the forties, like super meaningful for offensive linemen, but um you know, just, just as an, uh, an athleticism reflection, I think it's day two shot. Put you on the spot here. Offensive tackle and interior offensive lineman with the most to gain on Sunday. Uh, that's, that's a good one. Most to gain, I would – I'm kind of thinking interior line, I think has guys, you know, that really can move up a little bit more. I would probably go with uh, one of, one of my guys, Cedric Von Prawn from Georgia. You know, I think he's kind of fallen right well behind Jackson Powers Johnson and Graham Barton and, you know, some of these top guys. I don't think Von Prawn is going to be a first round pick no matter what he does, but if he works out well, looks up to stuff with those players, then I think we see, Oh, this could be, you know, at, at round two, early round three center. 
I think another guy who stands at the offensive tackle position um, who stands a chance to to get some momentum here is BY is a guy you wrote about earlier this year. BYU's Kingsley Suamatea. I think he could be a. I think he could has a chance to test well. Yeah, he should. He, I mean, he's really he's, he's big. Um, I, I hope I hope even maybe get to see some interior, some of the interior line stuff from him, because I think that might be his better position. We saw a little bit of that talk at the Senior Bowl, uh, but I like Kingsley Somatea. This is probably where he should shine: is the combine and not uh, not necessarily the film. Yeah, the film wasn't that great this year, was it? All right, so let's move on to the defensive line here, and this will, for the most part, I believe, I think there's a couple of what we would call edge guys in the linebacker group, and we'll talk about them when we get there. But uh, this, for the most part, is guys I would consider edge rushers or interior defensive line. For the most part, you know, you could have some uh, five-tech stuff like that in here as well. But um, – Johnny Newton, um, Illinois, uh, saddened that he doesn't get to come out and wreck the 40, as he tweeted out the other day. Um, he had a Jones fracture injury that I think may have kept him, uh, probably kept him out of the senior bowl and, and anything like that. Um, he's hoping that he can have an April pro day to test. Um, we'll see. My guess is even then it'll just be drills. I'm guessing we're getting no times or nothing from him that late in the process. Um, so a little disappointed. That also explains why when you started seeing some of these uh, rankings come out from the NFL Network guys and the ESPNs and the, the mock drafts and all that, and he was falling way down in the first round, like into the, like the 28 to 30 range or whatever, that kind of explains that. A lot of concern over the, the foot fracture. Yeah, I, I, and I think I think it is a concern. You know, I, we, we both love love Newton uh, as a player. I I think he deserves to be a first round pick. But you, you put the Jones fracture in with some of these other. I think some of these other defensive tackles like Byron Murphy from Texas kind of blow up the combine. It becomes tough maybe to take Newton in the top you know twenty twenty five picks. Um, I hope he can work out in April because I, I think it, it's pretty crucial for his draft stock. And you mentioned Byron Murphy from Texas and what we expect to be a show on Friday. Or is that, that's Thursday. I'm sorry. That'll be Thursday. That'll be tomorrow uh, when yeah. Murphy works out. Uh, by all intents, he's he's going to have a big day. Um, he's pretty much firmly entrenched now, almost on everybody's board. I haven't, I haven't gotten there yet, but uh, he's defensive line one almost universally across the board now. Yeah, I think it'll happen after the combine for everyone if it hasn't yet. Uh, yeah, the, the athleticism's there on film, and I think I think Devondre Sweat, you know, the, his the big guy next to him is also gonna for his size, three hundred sixty five pounds, is gonna have a really good workout. It's not gonna be Jalen Carter esque or anything, but gonna have a good workout too. So I think you see that Texas duo potentially be the first two defensive linemen off the board. And Murphy maybe even has a shot at the top 15 um, because he, he can move around the line, has the explosion. Like, he just has everything you, you look for. And you mentioned Devondre Sweat. Well, we'll actually get his weight. 
Um, yes. He didn't weigh in at the Senior Bowl, so that'll be fun. Um, don't don't speak too soon, uh, Brian. You know, you, you never know. Man, if, if he doesn't weigh in at the combine, man. Yeah, he's he has Ooh. to, right? I mean, that's that's right. where where you do. We've had the Devonta Smiths and guys that uh, have held out of the Senior Bowl, but they have to do it. Chris Jenkins, Michigan. This is another potential big workout. Yeah, I, I I think I think he comes out to Chris Jenkins and also just rips it up. It's one of the best, you know, forty times and drills like everything's going to work out well. I think Jenkins, a player, if people are low on, <clears throat> he'll be firmly in day two, probably round two, and you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Jenkins goes above Jerzon Newton on draft day. Any chance he sneaks into the first round like Mozzie Smith did a few years ago, or was that last year? I can't yeah, I think it was last year. Yeah, that's. I think that's the upside. I think it's the upside for Jenkins. When you get to those last couple picks in round one, it's like athletic defensive tackle that you're not going to get in a round. So you kind of have to take that shot. I am going to go out on a limb and say highest – Raz, end of the end of the weekend belongs to Chop Robinson from Penn State. Like a, a, the whole combine, overall, overall combine, highest Raz, Chop Robinson. Wow, wow, that 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 that's cool. I I, I think his teammate Adis Isaac has a shot at that as well. So you know the Penn State guys, you know they have always always bet on the Penn State guys. They have the coaching and the strength, the strength coaching and speed coaching there is unmatched. So, um, yeah, I, I think wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. I'm excited for my guy Austin Booker from Kansas. I think he's going to blow it up. I think yeah, he's, he's going to run fast, right? I mean, I had him in the second, I think top 100 of one of my mocks months ago. Everyone's going to have it coming up pretty soon. Um, couple of guys that one guy that's trying to continue the momentum from the senior bowl where he had a huge week and you, you think he's firmly in around one now is Darius Robinson from Mizzou. Uh, their edge interior. He's going to play all over right, uh, the, the front for uh, a guy. I think needs to have an impressive combine is LSU's Mason Smith. Yes. I mean, this is a guy who nobody's talking about anymore. And I know he's tremendous size. And I saw somebody tweet this out the other day. I can't remember who it was. I wish I could remember. But they were talking about guys coming off ACLs. And they said it's almost always the second year after that you start seeing them get back into form. That would be his rookie season in the NFL. A team could end up getting Mason Smith in that third round and end up getting a steal, right? Yeah, I think absolutely. And I, I think the combine, I think he's going to have a big combine. I think him and his his teammate, um, Kai Wingo, both have a good combine. Both are really athletic. Um, but, yeah, I think it's, he's he, – every time I watch LSU, I knock both those guys down further down my rankings. It was, it was really bad it was a rough year. this rough year. year. For both of them. I mean, Leonard Jordan Jefferson, who I'm not like a fan of, probably played better than either of those those players. But we'll see the upside, I think, this weekend. Uh, and ultimately, I, that's 
important. I, I, I don't think it's going to move the needle for me either way, but I want to see what Latu, Latu, Latu from UCLA does. Well, um, look, let, I mean, let, let's be honest. I think the most important is his. The combine is the most important for Latu than any other player, right? Correct. The medical check for Latu determines if he's a potential top 10 pick or maybe if he's even a first round pick. And that's 100% that, correct. That's it. 100%. All right. Let's move on to linebackers now, where I mentioned earlier we've got a couple of quote unquote edge guys in here with Chris Braswell and Dallas Turner. Um, both running in the linebacker group, and they're going on – they're going tomorrow, right? I think we talked about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Gabriel Murphy is another one from UCLA, is an edge guy that will be running with the linebackers. Um, medicals might be big for like Peyton Wilson, right, from NC State, a guy who's had some injury history uh, throughout as well. Uh, James Williams from Miami struggled – in the conversion from safety to linebacker to senior bowl. He, you can tell he's, you can, you, you know, it's there, but he's just so raw at the position. So that's a guy you talked about the field drills going to be super crucial for a guy like James Williams from Miami, who we know, I think is probably going to test well athletically and he's got tremendous size. Yeah. But uh, we'll see how, how he looks out there. Yeah. Well, if, if he can show some of that, some more fluidity, some, I think just getting improvement from the senior bowl to the combine in terms of those drills, then I think James Williams becomes a day two possibility. It, it is a really important combine for him. We know the Raz will be pretty good. I like the linebacker drills because you get to see the explosion. You can see how they use their hips. You can see a little bit of how they uh, move uh, you know, laterally across the field. So, uh, you know, this is where I think Edron Cooper from Texas A&M, Cedric Gray from North Carolina, Maybe Jeremiah Trotter Jr. established themselves as, oh, these guys really look good in these drills. They're going to be athletic, going to look good in the drills because of that. I'm glad you mentioned uh, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. Um, way in. going to be big for him, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I, want, I always wonder the combine. I don't think you're going to beef up for it, right? So I think he's going to come in pretty small. And if he does well, then you beef up for the pro day ultimately. Right. But we'll see. Uh, but you it, mentioned, it will, you mentioned nice. Edger and Cooper is another as a as a guy uh there as well that we didn't get to see in the all-star game. He was at the Shrine Bowl, but didn't participate. Yeah, I mean, I think he's the he's he's playing here to be a first round pick. I mean, that, yeah. that's the question. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Jalen Ford from Texas, another one I'm I'm anxious to uh, to see out there. Was supposed to be at the senior bowl, but ended up uh, pulling out of the game. All right, let's move on to the DBs, and this is where, generally speaking, the the, the fun happens, right? This is where the speed is, and uh, we're going to see these guys on Saturday. Yes, no, Friday. They're they're going Friday, Friday with the tight ends. Which that's weird, right? Uh, yeah, they're uh, Sunday. Then is is tight ends. Sunday's no Sunday's offensive line and specialists. Oh, offensive line, okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it is Friday. DBs and tight ends, which that's like it's a weird combination. Yeah. Um, Couldn't squeeze one, his tight ends in with the uh, other skill positions, I guess. Unfortunately, a high high res uh, anticipatory is not going to be participating. Cooper DeGene from Iowa uh, still injured, not going to be there. That would have been fun, uh, fun to see, but we won't see him there. I I think it's a big day for Kool Aid McKinstry, right? Because he's kind of 
falling behind his teammate, uh, Terry and Arnold, falling behind Quinion Mitchell, uh, your guy from Toledo there. So I think it's a big day for Kool-Aid. I think it is an important day for him. I mean, we'll see if if the workouts – it should be something that – I'm torn because I think McKinstry, he's not going to come in big. I think he has good workouts, so I'm not sure they're going to be great. I'm sure the Raz is going to be outstanding. It's just going to be another kind of meh. Like, like I, I wonder if Terry and Arnold is going to, you know, ultimately kind of put up better numbers even uh, as a possibility. So, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens with the Alabama guys. Anybody else uh, that you expect to have a big day? Uh, yeah, you know, we talked, we talked to Jimmy a couple weeks ago from the Hula Bowl. I think Carlton Johnson from Fresno State, this could be a nice coming out party for him. I think he'll be good. Um, you know, they invited a lot of those kind of fast, you know, fast guys. Uh, Tyler Owens from Texas Tech. Day three guys going to run in the four threes. Um, I think Kalen King, maybe this is a good chance for him to bounce back from the senior bowl and, and a poor season. You know, running the four threes, have good drills. I, I love the drills for the corners. I think getting to see the how you know, how they get low in their stance, get get to see the back pedal, get to see them transition. Like, I think it's really good. Um, also, another senior bowl guy I think is going to do what well, Andrew Phillips from Kentucky. Jim Nagy tweeted about him today. Uh, I had him in my day two of my last mock draft uh, this week. I think he's going to have a good day. Yeah, um, one of the one guy I I'm looking forward to seeing in the drills and and on the field because we didn't see him in an All Star game. Josh Newton from TCU, guy I thought uh, good tape there. So want to see him out there. Uh, Carlton Johnson could be the fastest guy at the combine. Wow, could be. He's, he's light. He's he's not he's not a big yeah. guy. So, um, but has a chance. Yep. Uh, momentum uh, continuing for Shaw Smith. Wait, watch this eight. Uh, so so week of practice senior bowl, but had a great game. I to see how he continues, and I want to see Cameron Kinchins, uh, Miami, maybe bounce back. I, I thought he struggled a little bit at senior bowl. Yeah, I mean it should, it should be a good, pretty good workout for him too. Um, yeah, the safeties will be interesting. I think I think it's always hard sometimes to judge those forty times, especially off TV film. Uh, so I'm, I'm interested to see how that goes. But uh, it's a pretty good DB group as a whole. All right, let's uh, let's quickly after well, let me say this. That's going to wrap up our uh, combine uh, talk preview here. But I do want to get into some combine props, Shane, because. Uh, they got a few of them out here tonight. Bavada got a few out there. You said Vandal's got a few. I, I couldn't find those, so I'll let you <laughs> espouse those a little bit. But um, just just a couple here on Fanduel. Um, fastest forty time over under four point two seven. Yeah, I think it's going to be slower than that. Yeah, uh, I, I don't. I don't know if we get a four two this year. If we do, I think it'll be like four two nine. I, I, right. It'll be it'll barely be in there. Is that is that that's what DJ Turner had last year, right? It was a four two or right. four two seven. I can't remember. So, um, so we're definitely not breaking the John Ross uh, record here. No. Um, plus three fifty is is the juice you get on the record break. By the way, I I don't feel like that's 
I feel like that's yeah, probably, not enough for me but, to take that risk with this group. So, um, highest vertical jump over under 43 and a half inches. That's a good number. Um, I, I probably go over that. I feel like the vert is one where I think it's a good group for it. I think we have a lot of explosion with this receiver and DB group. Someone could break that. Yeah, I'm going over. Longest broad jump over under 11 and a half feet. Ooh, that's a tough one, too. I, you know, usually I kind of pair those, so I think I'll go over as well. Usually, like, if the verts are going to be good, the broad's probably going to be good, right? <laughs> so they kind of match up. I, th I think I'd go over 11 and a half. Most bench press reps over under 40. Oh, so yeah, that, that's a hefty number. I don't know. I, I guess I guess I'm with you. I guess I'll go. I'm under gonna it. go down. I'm gonna go thumbs down. I'm not confident. Time. I'm not confident in it. There we go. Fastest short shuttle. Three uh, over under three point eight eight seconds. So, I guess I'm gonna go over just because I don't think a lot of people will do it. Right. That's kind of where I'm at. But I guess if you, if you're gonna run under three eight eight, then you will do it, right? <laughs> So, like, I guess it doesn't matter if, if it's only five people. It's, that it's, do min it. it's minus one ten for faster, minus one thirty for slower. Yeah, so there's not a whole I, lot of leeway either way. I'd probably go slower there. Yeah, that's all I got. What which yeah, ones so, do you have over there? So, okay, for Fandle, who will run the fastest forty yard dash at the combine? Fastest forty yard player. Who is the player? Who will run the fastest? I, 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 I'm, I'm, I kind of like in Carlton Johnson. Let me see if he's even on the list. He is plus four thousand. Wow! To run the fastest forty, so you get pretty good odds there. I, I can't bet Fanduel. Uh, I know. Yeah. You like? I mean, you don't have to. I don't even you know. You might have to throw some juice on that there, Shane. Uh, yeah. Uh, you want to guess who is the favorite? To run the fastest four, I'll give you five guesses. I don't think five guesses. It. I don't think you'll get it. Jalen Wright. No, he is fourth, plus one thousand. Okay, I'm gonna guess one more time and then give me a position hint. Um, two more, two more times, then I'll give you. A position okay, hint. okay, okay. Roma Dunze. No, Roma Dunze is plus thirty nine hundred. Oof. Um, Kool Aid. Kool Aid is plus sixty five hundred. Kool Aid's not it, running it, the fastest. It, it it is a defensive back. A corner. It's a DB. It's a DB. They're in, the, they're in the DB list. That's all you have. You just have a DB list. So uh, we'll see. Cooper. Two, two no, more guesses. Nobody's ever heard of Jarvis Brownlee Jr., so it's not going to be him. Uh, I, I, I'm out. Tyler Owens, Texas Tech, plus 400. Is he that fast? <laughs> I guess so. I I guess I need to adjust my uh, adjust mine. Xavier well, Worthy is second, plus 600. Anthony Gold, plus 750. Jalen Wright, plus 1,000. Troy Franklin, plus 1,300. Roman well, Wilson plus eighteen hundred, Nate Wiggins plus eighteen hundred. What was when your you projection on Tyler Owens? Uh, 
Let me see what I what I have here. Probably, probably not good. I probably got to change it. Four five two. That's too slow. Uh, obviously, that's why he's the betting favorite here. Look, he hasn't run it yet. I'm adjusting that down to like four three nine or something because geez, must be yeah, must be pretty that's, fast. That's wild. All right, um, Jimmy's hoping it's Carlton Johnson. Yeah. Who who would, who would be your best for fastest receiver if you had, if you had to put Worthy. it down? Yeah, where where are these pl- favorite plus two ninety? I guess is there any kind of long shot? You know, one interesting one. Uh, Xavier Leggett's fifth on the list, plus eleven hundred. Um, Lulu Griffin is plus twelve hundred. He's sixth. I'll buy that. Uh, after seeing that him dice up South Carolina this year, <laughs> just outrunning everybody, I will buy that. I will buy Lulu <clears throat> Griffin as uh as having an outside shot here. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. A dude says down. If you want to bet him, he's plus eighteen hundred. Uh, fastest defensive back. Yeah, we kind of we kind of hit these fastest running back. So Jalen Wright's number one. Number two is Jawar Jordan plus two forty. Bucky Irving plus seven hundred, which I'd probably bet that. Keelan Robinson plus eleven hundred. Trey Benson plus eleven hundred. Uh, Isaac Orendo plus sixteen hundred. All those are uh, pretty fair. Do they have a fastest quarterback? I'm just curious. I don't think they do. Mostly okay. because no, no one's going to run. Most of them they, don't run, right? They have some who will run a faster 40 if you want to play that game. Sure. Uh, Joe Alder or Fashano? Fashano. He is the favorite. Uh, no, he, he is not. Alt's the favorite, minus 108. Um, I'm going, I'm going Penn, Penn State strength coach all day, every day. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, Fashano, Fashano is the favorite, minus 120. So, you're, yeah, you're probably right there. Um, who run a faster 40? Jaden Daniels. Who I don't think he's going to run, or Blake Corum. Well, Blake Corum by default because I'm I'm with you. Jay Daniels said he's not yeah. working out at all. If, so if if either don't run, then they avoid it. So you don't get to you don't get to have fun with that. Uh, Dallas Turner or Brock Bowers? Oh man, kind of a fun one. That is a fun one. I I think. I feel like the answer is going to be Dallas Turner. Yeah, he is the overwhelming favorite, minus one forty six. Bowers plus one twelve. I mean, I think Turner's probably going to work out like Will Anderson did, right? I mean, it was yeah. pretty pretty monster. So, so those are kind of fun uh, for Fanduel. There you go. Yep. All right, that's going to do it for uh, tonight's edition of the Draft Countdown podcast. Uh, oh wait, here we go. Jimmy, Jimmy's uh, throwing up Owens, uh, Gold, Garendo, Xavier Worthy. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I like three. I like Garendo. Top three. But uh, so yeah, that's gonna do it. We got no questions on the Twitter, none in the Discord, and uh, none in the uh, chat. So yeah, yeah. If you're listening to this YouTube podcast. Shoot us, shoot us a tweet with a question for for next week. Like, get us, give us yeah. some questions. Let's know what you want to want us yeah. to answer. We'll do it at the end of the absolutely. Show. We'll, we'll flag it. We'll we'll, we'll do it next week. And uh, yep, we're uh, hopefully going to talk a little Bears next week. I got to confirm that uh, with Brian Perez. We had him on last year, and uh, hoping to to get that confirmation in with him uh, later this weekend. But that's going to do it for tonight's edition of the draft countdown podcast as always um 
like you, like Shane said, if you're uh, if you're watching on this on YouTube and you're not already subscribed to the channel, please go ahead and do that. Um, if you are not uh, subscribed to the YouTube channel, yeah, you're missing out. Uh, if you're listening to this on an audio platform, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever that you get your podcasts, leave us a five-star review. Share that out as well. As always, you can follow us on Twitter. That's right. I said Twitter. I'm not calling it the other name. Follow me at Deep Fried Draft. Follow Shane at Shane B. Hallam. Follow Draft Countdown on Twitter at Draft Countdown. And go to draftcountdown.com for all of your daily draft needs. For Shane, I'm Brian. Good night, everybody. <laughs>